Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Uh, not Sean Rossap here for the Fightful Wrestle podcast. Uh, it is me, your normal co-host, and a blast from the past, one Jeffrey Michael Hawkins. <laughs> I was going with the Mike. I was going with the Michael Jeffrey Jordan since you're okay. Like, you know, okay, Jordan. that that makes sense. Uh, yeah, not Steven Jensen. Not, uh, Steven Jensen. not, not Warren Hayes, and not Warren Hayes. <laughs> Just uh, the, those yep. two guys. Had some technical difficulties, mm-hmm. but we're here. We assume everyone's seeing this. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume. Uh, <laughs> um, and we're here to talk about Monday Night Raw. Um, but we're not normal hosty guys. We're more like two color commentators doing a basketball game. So we'll see how the play-by-play goes. Uh, we're two guys who didn't take notes. So, <laughs> so, so we're we, gonna be getting we, the results from the website. We're using the best notes in the business from uh one james <laughs> jeffrey michael hulbert um yeah uh so yeah i'm uh i'm looking forward to to seeing uh how this works so we begin raw with alexa bliss making her way down to the ring and she welcomed us to a very special moment of bliss to announce raw's male representatives in the money in the bank match which turned out to be Bar- braun Strowman, drew mcintyre ricochet and Baron Corbin. They bicker for a while and they set up a tag team match. Alex, what did you think of this? Well, uh, they were there was floating around uh, an advertisement about you know who's who's um who was supposed to be in it, and it wasn't some of these guys. Uh, Cesaro was apparently in this match according to that mm-hmm. advertisement. Rey Mysterio was in this match according mm-hmm. to that advertisement. No Braun and uh, no Baron. So, um, repl- I was I was frankly surprised to see Cesaro as a part of it, but I was really pleasantly surprised. Uh, instead, he worked a match against Cedric Alexander on main event, so definitely not in Money in the Bank. Uh, Rey Mysterio was being apparently re- reviving his feud with Rey Mysterio, uh, Rey Mysterio excuse, with, with Samoa Joe, which takes over for what we thought Braun might be doing, which was going after Samoa Joe's U.S. title. I guess Braun should be in it. He's the defending champion. 
and you could do the whole thing. Barron's got heat, and he was the champion. He was the Money in the Bank champion two years ago or whatever. I'm just happy to see Ricochet in this match. That's the main thing for me because he's going to do crazy flippy stuff, and that's kind of what this match is made for. Actually, of all the guys in this Money in the Bank that have been announced, Ricochet is the one I have the most problems with, which hmm. is interesting uh, from a logic standpoint. Sure. I, I understand. See, Vince McMahon has a lovely, lovely habit of getting big, muscular guys and small, acrobatic fellas to uh, to serve as basically tackling dummies for those big, muscular men to then put through ladders and shorten careers. Um, Sin Cara being the one that I think of most... Um, as Seamus, I believe, injured him like two years in a row, if I'm not mm-hmm, mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Luke Harper. I am generally against the Money in the Bank match now because it's just become too much carnage, too many injuries for too little, you know, reward. But let me take you back seven days, Alex. Uh, what was Ricochet doing seven days ago? He was losing to, to Bobby Roode, Robert Roode. Now mm-hmm. because he's got a mustache, not a beard, so now he's Robert. Uh, yes. And Robert Rude did not appear on tonight's broadcast. That, that's quite odd that they would give a man who just lost a match last week a title opportunity yeah. as important as Money in the Bank and that Bobby Rude had absolutely nothing to say about this. In fact, I don't believe they even brought up last week's match at all in this entire uh, segment, did they? No. Hmm. No, they did not. No. Well, now there, there's a certain segments of fans now yelling at me. Why are you taking these details so seriously, Jeff? Why don't <laughs> Why don't you watch, you know, and just enjoy yourself? Well, let me put it this way: if those of you who are fans of the Game of Thrones franchise, perhaps, if someone were stabbed in the chest for some reason and this just appeared out of nowhere and said, "Hey, guys, are we gonna go fight that dragon this week?" Hmm. Would you be going, "Oh man, I just I'm just gonna sit back and I'm just gonna enjoy the special effects." I'm not going to care about scripting or things that make sense. So it goes to something I, I was saying on, on Shake Them Ropes, my show, cheap plug, mm. um, <laughs> where they didn't, for this being the superstar shakeup being the season premiere of WWE and really the big event, there was no forethought. There was no scripting. There was no planning or plotting for how we're going to get from point A to point B, we're just going to throw a bunch of people and money in the bank and say, here, have your gruel. I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by this. And, and just the, the promos to me, it's resume reading. Nobody has any actual heat with anybody here. It's just resume reading pretty much. Yeah, no, I I uh I agree. Uh, I understand the logic of Ricochet should not be in this match. He lost last week to Robert Roode. I choose to think that's not canon. That's not a canon <laughs> thing. It didn't happen. We're just because here's the thing. If it did happen, they would have referenced it. They would have had Robert Roode on the show in some way, and they didn't. Go, Big Blue. Go, <laughs> Big Blue. You know what? Sometimes you're at Rep Arena. Where they have the biggest of blue. But <laughs> sometimes it's just not big enough. Sometimes you don't go as far as you'd like. Whether it's March or April, Jeff wouldn't know anything about that. What? But, what? Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. 
Hold on. Sometimes you can come right back a few weeks later and get in front of a raucous crowd. And so can all of you when you take Blue Chew. You don't want any early exits from the tournament. <laughs> you don't want a first round dropout. You want to go all the way. So visit our friends at Blue Chew. They use the same FDA-approved active, active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they're better, they're faster, and they're cheaper. Free. That's how cheap. Use the code FIGHTFUL. No more waiting in line at the pharmacy. This stuff ships direct to you. You order online. You're diagnosed online. It's all good. You're good to go. You can Final four? Hey, if that's what you're into. I know Jeff is. I'm just going to let you keep reading. <laughs> I'm not reading anything. I've memorized this. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You, you, you realize what I'm saying, guys? Your, your penis will be very hard. Oh, oh, is that what you've been saying this whole time? What? That's what I, I've been trying to tell you guys that if you want your penis to be hard, that you can take Blue Chew and it will make it hard. Well, it is my birthday and I would like a hard penis for my is birthday. Is it? Happy yes. birthday! <laughs> because it's your birthday, I'm going to give you Blue Chew for free. Use the code FIGHTFUL. And you're done. Hey, you know what? You don't have to need Fightful. I mean, look look at this happy customer over here. I mean, look at that. Testimonial. <laughs> it works. <laughs> you're you're attacking out. the innocent now, Sean. You can't <laughs> Oh, Warren, thank God you're here. Is um, this this is where this is what I landed in on, right? I just, I pop in and yeah. it's the Bluetooth thing. Yeah. I we basically, basically, hi, Warren. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the host, as opposed to the two of us who are just kind of floundering color commentators talking about, uh, we just got into the uh, first segment talking about the lack of logic of the participants and uh, basically me kind of railing on uh, Ricochet making no sense being in this event other than to do cool little stunts, but logically uh, does not belong there. Uh, yeah, I guess. But then again, <laughs> but then again, like he's, he got over, he's over right oh, yeah, now. No. And oh yeah. The, the, he, the, pro- the, the problem that we hit on uh, Warren is that last week they decided to have him lose clean to Robert Roode mm-hmm. uh, and then put Ricochet in the match, but not mention Robert Roode at all during this tonight's broadcast. So you know, it was kind of a weird thing. Honestly, my, as I as I said to Jeff, I choose to think of last week as just out. It's not it's not canon. It's out of. It's completely. We're not gonna think of it that way. It's like it's like the prequels didn't even never even happen. So um so that so this but but if you take that into account, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and then of course the the problem I have with this segment is that as soon as they start bickering, like oh inevitable tag team match, I guess that'll be fun. But I don't like knowing 13 seconds into the dueling promos, we're getting an inevitable tag team match. Yeah, the, the builds to Money in the Bank are, are rather uninspiring because everybody's going to beat everybody. And the person who gets beat the most is probably going to get the briefcase. Right. So we go from sign, sign pointing season to staring at luggage season. And instead <laughs> of building up, building up you know six strong contenders for the world title, what we end up getting is a lot of 50-50 with uh, you know, different incarnations fighting each other. Well, there's there's that, and also um, somebody keeps people keep sending to me like, 
why aren't there qualifying matches? Yeah. And 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 my response normally would be, well, they don't have time. But they so totally have time this year. <laughs> they got three more weeks to do whatever. Like th- this is the thing they had. We're going to talk about this. They had um, the the contract signing for the Universal Championship match as the main event three weeks out. Like that's that's a that's a long time out. Um, you have all of the participants on Raw in both men's and women's uh, championship match. Uh, sorry, money back matches already announced. They could have easily done several. Uh, this week and next week, you could have qualifying matches that get them out there. That way you could have Cesaro versus, I don't know, Ricochet or something and actually have Ricochet earn his way in mm-hmm. by beating somebody. You know, that would and I be think, something. I think they would have been served by that. I think they would have been served yeah. by having, having qualifiers and rebuilding Ricochet up a bit because it's not like, you know, every fan's just sitting there going, wait, what didn't he get beat last week? I mean, th- there are people who actually do pay attention to the product despite – uh, their inclinations. Warren, do you have a rundown? Can you take over yeah, hosting? I can, yeah, I can. I can. I can do that, and then let you guys talk some more. Um, <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> uh, but yeah, this all this all did lead into a match where uh, where Braun and and uh, Baron Corbin went at it to start it off as if we had never seen that before. Uh, Braun tosses Corbin to the outside. Um, Ricochet does his parkour moonsault off of the. Uh, off of the uh, the uh, turnbuckle post to the outside, and that got a big reaction. But then again, they were in Kentucky. It was a bit of a hometown crowd. Uh, Ricochet avoids Drew uh, Drew's offense until Drew catches him off of a body press. He goes for the standing vertical suplex, but Ricochet re- reverses out of it. But then again, Drew chops him down. Corbin comes back in, hits the main event chin lock, and then <laughs> it's followed by uh ricochet battling out of it with the head scissors some drop kicks but he takes he gets taken down by one of them golden gloves right hands and it all uh it all bro comes to an end when braun finally gets the super hot tag what a reaction braun got from the audience i don't know if you guys noticed this but uh alex uh braun was really really over it had to feel good for him to, to get that kind of crowd reaction tonight yeah, you know he's a country boy. Uh, Lexington probably is, has has a lot of people who 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 identify with uh, with the monster among men. Um, but uh, this was all good and everything. But what I what I thought was really interesting was that they did this whole thing of like crapping all over Corbin for cashing in the money in the bank two years ago and losing. And nobody brought up how Braun basically did the same thing. I mean, he cashed in ahead of time, but he did lose the match that he that he that he he asked for. Um, so, Alex, Alex, I'm not considering that canon. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I I try not to, but uh, but it it's, it totally is because it's it, it was part of the we're we're going to take this 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 guy that that you know I keep talking about it like Vince would have would have. If Vince could have created a wrestler in the lab in 1987, he would have created Braun Strowman. And and they they took all of that goodwill that he generated for himself and threw their their honest good booking of him, and then took bad booking and made him into something else. So I'm I'm glad to see him back up to that point. But I don't think he's winning the Money in the Bank match. So I'm wondering where he'll be into the summer. If he'll just be treading water somewhere in the upper mid card. I was hoping he was going to go after Samoa Joe and get his first, you know, title on the main roster. I thought that would have been something that he could actually say, Hey, at least I've been a champion at some point. 
uh, match comes to an end when um, Drew McIntyre is about to take out Ricochet, angling him for a claymore. But Baron Corbin tags himself in to try and get some of the uh, some of the uh, the um, the glory of the victory. But Ricochet is able to get uh, Braun Strowman back in. Uh, Corbin backs off, but Drew clocks him across the face, which allows uh, Braun to hit a power slam on Baron Corbin, and followed by a shooting star press by Ricochet, and not a uh, not his usual six thirty. Uh, what do you think of the ending, Jeff? I was fine with it. I- I'm fine with them playing up the uh, "you stole my chance to get the Universal Title last week" story between. Uh, Baron Corbin and, and uh Andrew McIntyre. That was fine. And then, you know, Ricochet needed the pin. He was the guy who was the weakest in the match. So he or you know, coming into the match at least because of that loss to Rude, so I was fine with it. Yeah, I mean, uh this is what they need they need to break up um Drew and Baron. They can't be friends anymore. That doesn't work out, doesn't make sense anymore. They've already got Bobby doing something else. So I'm glad that that weird thing of we exist only to lose six man tags to the shield. I'm glad that that team is gone, broken up, apart, and it's not going to you know, um, be be hanging out together because Drew, I feel, is far too good to be you know running with a pack. He's got to be this this you know quote unquote alpha type guy mm-hmm. who's 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 leading himself, and that's it. By the way, if you're watching us live right now, guys and gals, feel free to thumbs up the video, and why don't you share it out into the wilderness as well. We'll always get it's always nice to get some some more faces and some more people on here, especially when Sean's not around. Show some variety. The Usos come out next, and they also get a huge reaction with reason. The main story here, well, Corey Graves teases it. He says that the Usos have something special for us, and we were gonna find that out in a few minutes. But before that, the good brothers come up. Alex, Alex, the superstar shakeup is ongoing, Alex. The superstar shakeup is just a, a year-long thing where every week somebody will show up that you thought was on some other brand and uh, you'll be like, hey, what? but I guess the whole thing is it doesn't count because they haven't been on TV since the superstar shakeup. So they can say, oh, no, no, they, they totally got drafted to Raw three weeks ago. Uh, you just didn't see them, so it, so you didn't know. But... Okay, it's fine. Listen, whatever. Um, mostly, I'm just looking over at the tag division on SmackDown, and just I just see tumbleweeds. So I, I don't I don't know how that's going to work out. But good for the Good Brothers getting on TV. I mean, are they changing Gallows' name to Big Luke? Because I just feel like that's just not a. I don't know. That was a weird thing. Little inset promos like, "Ah, you're Anderson. I'm Big Luke." I'm like, you are? Okay, let's just change everybody's name. Probably keep out of a hat. I don't know why Big Luke sounds like a submarine sandwich to me. Uh, Jeff, do you have? Uh, uh, w- w- we know Alex's thoughts about uh, the superstar superstar shakeup being dragged on for weeks. Do you have anything to uh, do you have anything to add? Well, you well, you know how they say you know treat every day like it's Christmas. We're gonna just treat every day like it's the superstar shakeup. Um, <laughs> I don't mind a reboot of the Good Brothers. Problem is, they didn't reboot them. And I, I kind of question the logic of I, I question their internal logic that just because that they look strong for three quarters of a match that you've actually rebuilt them. I think this is where I would utilize the occasional squash match against a couple of local competitors to show to get the good brothers a win before you do this match to the Usos. Um because they're just 
it, it's one of these weird things where on commentary they think that these universes are separate. And they're like, well, you know, they're going to get a fresh start here in Raw. As if nobody watches SmackDown who watches Raw. You kind of had the same thing during the AJ Styles, Seth Rollins promo. And you're like, no, most fans watch both shows. They know that the Good Brothers lose a lot. They're not just going to go, oh, well, golly. Now we're going to cheer them because they looked so strong for three quarters of the match against the Usos. No, they're just going to watch and go, oh, they lost again after a bit more of a competitive match. And it it was a bit of a competitive match. It wasn't uh, you know wasn't anything to write home about, but it was it, it was okay. Uh, there uh, some some classic Usos offense here with uh, lots of great strikes. A Simone drop. Uh, Anderson at some point also countered uh, countered with a one of his patented spine busters as well. The magic killer is avoided with, by a super kick by uh, from Jimmy on Carl uh, Anderson. Then they hit a double super kick on. Big Luke, <laughs> and then Jimmy hit, hits the uh, hits the USO splash on Luke Gallows. Uh, it was a fine match, nothing uh, nothing to write home about, really. But uh, I don't know, Alex. Uh, you know, helped. I, I I'd go along with what Jeff said. Helped to put the USOs over, continuing to showcase their 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 tag team expertise, but didn't really do much for uh, for the former Bullet Club guys. No, it didn't. I mean, also they're not the bullet club because they're not bullet club guys because now they're bulletproof. Mm. They said it. They said they're bulletproof. I have a question. Do you think Big Luke's mother is referred to as Mama Luke? And, that- and his dad, Tony Mama Luke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's- All right, there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, uh, this is fine. Uh, this is inconsequential. We we kind of knew that. Um, that the Usos would, would win this match. It's good. The, the Usos, the, the Good Brothers uh, had a good showing. It's nice to see them back on TV. I do think um, they're certainly uh, more worthy of TV time than a lot of other tag teams that are, are, are more prominently displayed. Um, but this whole deal is not about this match. This mm-hmm. whole deal is about what happens after this match. Mm-hmm. And we can talk at, for a while about what the hell happened. There. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah, because uh, the what the Usos, what their big surprise was, they pop in, they, they had some footage that they had uh, shot earlier in the day with their, with their iPhones or whatever devices they use. And they're backstage and they are, they are shooting... To uh, unbeknownst to the revival, both um, both of them, uh, the revival, of course, Dash uh, Dash Wilder shaving Scott Dawson's back, and they have a good laugh out of it. Mm-hmm. We cut back to the ring where uh, where the revival are coming out and are taking offense to this footage being shown. They are put. They are trying to defend themselves. You know, Scott is saying because of the girth of his lats, he can't reach everywhere that he can reach in his on his back. You know, so of course he needs some help. But we're men. We are men. And we need assistance to shave the prickly hairs off our backs. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts? As many of you know, I'm a bald man. <laughs> and from the neck up, I have the skull of a baby, but from the neck down, I have the body of a gorilla, <laughs> including including back hair that would make Dutch Mantel blush. This is why I have a 
a man groomer for my back hair. Should I ever want to go swimming or out in public with my shirt off for any reason? <laughs> um, there is no shame in the, the, this type of thing. I, I, I understand that Vince is going for very cheap, shall we say, possibly even um, homophobic type reaction in Kentucky. I'm not uh-huh. going to go. I'm not going to cross that line necessarily. I'm just going to put it out there for others to cross the line. Um, this is kind of goofy crap that I don't like in the WWE. They, they, you know, we're going to have shave your back chance now for the next mm-hmm. eternity. It doesn't do anything to help the team. Really. It's just to kind of embarrass them a bit and you can do embarrassing sketches. Don't get me wrong. Even in quote unquote, real wrestling territories. When you had, you recall Ric Flair went up to for a night with a, with a uh, precious and ended up getting Ronnie Garvin and drag who knocked him out. You can be humiliated. You just have to build up the credibility long enough to then have the people be able to survive that. Um, I don't think it's bit done that yet for the revival. Um, so I, this was kind of a this is going to be a net negative over the weeks, I think, because I think it's going to make people in the back laugh. And we're just going to continue getting the shave your back chance a, as we go along. But uh, I'll be interested to hear what you guys think of this. Um, well, go right ahead, Alex. Then Vince Vince is on record uh, as saying that the funniest thing in the world is seeing somebody fully clothed yeah. pushed into a in swimming pool. He gets off on that kind of stuff, so he would think it would be hilarious to videotape some like these this tag team best friends, as they say, for hour lot what twenty years or whatever, um, shaving each other's back in the shower because you have to go you have to shave your back to go out and have a match on raw like it's, it's a cosmetic thing. business yes you have to do that <laughs> and this is a thing to do so so the good guys in this thing see that happening and say i know what we'll do we'll videotape them without their knowledge and then show it to everybody who watches raw um because we're the good guys like i don't i mean and then later you have you have Corey graves who's the heel commentator sticking up for the revival um and you have michael cole um firmly on the side of videotaping people in the shower without their knowledge and i thought it was interesting how later you have uh you have renee who's like you can't videotape people in the shower because this is a thing that women deal with in public gyms like all the time like it's a thing like you know like like this is a thing that women actually deal with so it's a weird thing that you can actually make it into this um that's not okay don't videotape people in the shower just don't do that and then to play up the thing of like, dude, you let a dude shave your back, dude? What are you, like, gay? Like, I don't understand. Are we in 1997? That's, uh, that's just a weird thing. It's a weird flex to, to be doing that now. It's just a, I don't know. It's, it, it, there's a way, there are an infinite number of ways that you could figure out a, a, to, to, to get Usos versus Revival in a non-title feud to show who's the best tag team in on the in the company because that's the top two guys top two teams undoubtedly in my mind are revival and the usos you could have them have this this thing of like we want we want to prove we're the best so let's have a series of matches you could do a thing where the revival does don't like the usos coming on their territory so they cost them a match you could do all kinds of things on the list of things you could do to start this feud, <laughs> way down at the bottom ah. is the Usos videotape the revival in the shower. Way down at the bottom. Dare I say that Scott Dawson has now become the most relatable WWE superstar for having back hair. <laughs> and the rest of the 
he's a hero to the common man. That's what I'm but saying. This the, is uh, the other thing is that that, that fightful uh, uh, fightfulselect.com uh, had had the report that the revival were offered five year, half a million dollar contracts. They have not signed them yet, according mm-hmm. to the report. Um, I can see why they're a little hesitant to sign those contracts. And and somebody somebody said on Twitter that this is this is why they're doing them like this because they haven't signed yet. Oh, this will definitely get me to say, yeah, sure, I'll sign with you if this is what you're doing to me before I've signed. Well, once I've signed, you can do anything. You can just have them wrestle all their matches in dresses, and they can't well, do anything about it because they signed the contract. Give ideas. Don't give them ideas, Alex. That, that, honestly, it's no more than two steps away from we are right where we are right now. It just feels really unnecessary to have this kind of uh, feud set up for between two really great tag teams that we just want to see wrestle. Ultimately, it just it all feels very unnecessary. Next, we're moving on to the Miz and his segment called Miz TV. Uh, he um, basically uh, his he it's his first Miz TV since he's back on Raw, so he wants a big big guest, and that guest is a Leo Rushless. Bobby Lashley, who comes out, and apparently Bobby Lashley is now uh, borrowing from The Rock's gimmick. He's now referring to himself in the third person only. Uh, He says, uh, so um, Miz says that there are people talking about him, saying backstage that he's not reaching his full potential. But Lashley says that he's been back only a year, and he's already a two-time IC champ, saying to Miz, well, what have you done? Miz essentially tells people to check his Wikipedia list of achievements, says he's an overachiever. Have you seen my wife? And I've done it without a shred of your physical ability. But Lashley brings up his feud with Shane and uh, the incidents with his father, and that's crossing the line for The Miz right there. That's enough. And the Miz goes, uh, goes after him. That leads us into a match. Not much going on. He not much really to to talk about here. It's pretty much by the books. The story essentially here is Shane McMahon popping out here, reminding us that they're well, not reminding, but rekindling this feud that they've uh, I, that we kind of all thought would uh, was just done with. But no, no, Shane shows up uh, and um, basically distracts. The Miz, so that uh, Bobby Lashley can hit a spear, get the win, and then both Shane and Miz, uh, excuse me, Shane and Bobby Lashley beat up on uh, the Miz until uh, until Shane is left alone in the ring, choking him out, reminding Miz that he's the best in the world. Jeff, I got to tell you, there's nothing that says that convinces me more of a beatdown than Shane McMahon's working punches. <laughs> Um, dare I say that I thought the Leo Rush, um, the lack of Leo Rush also kind of tied into the comments that the commentary was making as Bobby Lashley was going down to the ring about how he was carrying himself as a star and all these other things. Because report from the Wrestling Observer last week said that Leo Rush had heat backstage for having the temerity to basically have faith in himself and think that he could be possibly be a big top name star in the WWE. Um, so I think he might be a bit in the doghouse here. And there was a bit of a little bit of ribbing going on, on the commentary. Um, I don't need Shane McMahon on two different shows being the authority figure and being proxy to big time angles. He's fine with Elias 
and being the villain to Roman. We saw this match. We saw the win. I know they're probably going to try and give Miz's win back to give him some heat. Miz has no business being in a ring with Bobby Lashley, at least when you look at the two of them. Quite frankly, Bobby Lashley should kill him. I like Bobby Lashley speaking in the third person. I think it's a nice little... uh, Nice little uh, personality shift, but uh, other than that, you know, we're going to get more of Shane potatoing, guys. Alex, your thoughts? I know that when people show me a picture of my own father, I just, I've, I just, I, I don't know what to do. I just, uh, should, should I fight you? Should I fight this other guy? I'm fighting somebody. You've shown me a picture of my own father. I must you, punch someone. You become distracted, Alex. Distracted uh, by my own my my rage at the fact that I've seen been seen shown a picture of my own father. Um, this is I I thought we were done with this. There was a really cool ending to this feud after Mania. Like Shane got the win, but Miz attacked him, beat him beat him with the chair. He's standing in the ring, holding the stitcher up with blood dripping down his face. It was done. Moving on, Shane's over on on SmackDown, messing with Roman, buddying up with Elias. We're we're done. This is done. We're, we've, we've moved on, but apparently we haven't, because because you can't have five hours of programming on the USA Network without Shane McMahon involved in, in at least two or three of them. Um, it's uh, I don't I don't know. It's so it's a weird deal that it's it feels like Vince really wants to be out there doing all this stuff, but he can't, so he just has his son do it by proxy. Um, Okay, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Shane will, will, will jump off the top of the steel cage. We'll talk about that, I guess. Like, you know, Miz uh, challenges Shane to a steel cage match later via Twitter. Shane McMahon accepts, so we're gonna get Miz versus Shane McMahon at Money in the Bank in a steel cage match. Uh, Shane will jump off the, the cage. Um, if if Shane lands whatever elbow he throws off the top of the cage, he wins. If he misses it, he loses. You know your mileage may vary. Uh, for, me, for me, I just, I just, I, I was really enjoying Miz in his new babyface persona. Now free of Shane McMahon, but we gotta drag him back in. So, yeah. Well, there we go. So, um, <laughs> so we're gonna get, we're gonna get that a little later on. Uh, the Miz challenges Shane McMahon to a match at Money in the Bank. Which is going to be a cage match because apparently uh, they don't want to go fight around an arena this time. They want to keep it all nice and enclosed in a nice little barnyard of steel, I guess. I <laughs> Next, we have the Viking Raiders who come out for their match. And apparently, apparently they're fighting Lucha House Party because all three of them blindside them them being Eric and Ivar they get blindsided by uh by Lucha House Party uh Lindsay uh, Dorado and uh, Grand Metalik dive onto them on the outside Metalik hits a missile dropkick on Ivar but uh the uh, Metalik goes for a handspring back elbow but there's a cartwheel some cartwheel evasiveness by Ivar who clotheslines Metalik down uh, and uh, that's pretty much the end of uh, Lucha House Party's offense in this match. Um, Eric. Do- 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, so I, uh, Ivar on Metalik in the corner, but the Viking, they hit the Viking experience on Kalisto for the win here. Uh, and Lindsay, for some reason, thinks it's a good idea to try and fight off both, uh, both of the Vikings. Um, but an assisted springboard Lariat takes the Golden Lynx down. Not much of a not much of a match here. Uh, mostly a squash, uh, and uh, I think we're all in, Jeff, here on the uh, Viking Raiders as a, as a name as a, a composition. But I think you know putting them in squash matches is the smart thing to do. Squash matches would be fine. Uh, the Lucha House Party are not uh, prelim guys, uh, so you know I I guess you know I guess they are now. Um, I was fine with it. I'm fine with them not tinkering with it for a week. Let's just go on. It was a nice squash for them. I thought it made them look good. They didn't. They didn't really characterize the war, the war raiders, the Viking raiders, all that much. Other than, okay, they're powerful and they beat up the Lucha House Party, which you know it's fine. It's it's week one. Let's see what they do week two. Next, we had Alexa Bliss coming back out to announce this time the the names of the raw women who will be competing in the money in the bank tournament. And they are Natalia, Dana Brooke, who argue regarding opportunities. Uh, Dana saying that Natalia's had all sorts of opportunities and Alexis calling their argument. Caddy talk about talking about pot kettle black here. Naomi is the next woman who is announced. She talks, she talks more trash and Alexa says that uh, all three women should be ashamed of themselves because they have been taking up an opportunity of another woman, another member of the Raw wa- women's roster to come out and have her opportunity, have her moment announced uh, as a Money in the Bank participant. And that is herself, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> uh, Alexa, um, this, this of course leads into a match between Alexa Bliss and Naomi, but I want to get your thoughts, Alex, uh, on this uh, little uh, moment of bliss segment here. Um, it's a it's a weird deal. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Ruby Riot still on Raw? As far as I know, yes. Um, okay, so I know that they they had plans, for what we understand, to do Sasha Banks as part of Women's Money in the Bank match from raw and have her get uh, some, some shine there, maybe not win it, but whatever she's got, she was definitely going to be in it before this whole thing fell apart with her. So she's not in it. So somebody else has to be. Uh, and in my mind, that person is Ruby riot. 
when Dana Brooke comes out and says, wow, I can't believe this opportunity. Um, I can't believe it's happening. I thought to myself, none of us can believe it either, Dana. Um, it's a weird deal. Like I understand that, that Ricochet being in the money's been money in the back after losing last week to Robert Roode is weird. It's even weirder to have Dana Brooke in this, in this match because like, I, I think it's great that she is getting this opportunity, but it, but it doesn't make a lot of sense unless you've had her do something to deserve it in some way. Um, yeah, it was just, it was odd. Um, uh, the other, the other three I'm, I'm fine with Natalia is, is the elder Stateswoman. Uh, uh, Alexa is back at, back at action. She won it last year. That makes sense. Naomi being in it. That makes sense to me. The data thing, especially over Ruby, unless Ruby is injured. And I don't know anything about it. That didn't make a lot of sense. Cause I think Ruby could <laughs> really shine in this, in this kind of a match. We'll see who comes over from SmackDown. But to me, the SmackDown women's division is so much more stacked than the Raw women's division. I would just say, have an extra one from SmackDown and only three from Raw, you know, I, I, I don't know. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me to have Dana in it. Alex, like like myself, um, you are not a completist of the WWE product. Um, <laughs> on WWE main event, uh-huh. April, April 26, 2019, Dana Brooke defeated Ruby Riot in four and a half minutes. Wow. Well, there you go. Um, that, that, I didn't know that, that either, but I was that, just like, that "Wait, ruins what? my argument." No, 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 no. It, no, it actually helps your argument because nobody knows that. <laughs> Absolutely, nobody knows that result. Nobody knows why Dana Brooke deserves this opportunity, other than she's Dana Brooke and she's gone out there and got her butt kicked after being naively arrogant about her abilities for some yeah. reason. Um, which is only half a step below uh, those stupid cat ears on Natty. Um, yeah. yeah, this is mostly a, a segment to, to get to Alexa and her magical shoelaces. Let's talk, let's talk about that. Cause that was the story of this match. Cause otherwise there wasn't, there wasn't much else. Uh, Naomi starts by bulldogging Alexa into the turnbuckle, some kicks. She, uh, she grabs Alexa like in a reverse head scissors and, uh, well, she stuffs Alexa's face in her ass, basically. That was a spot that happened. Uh, Alexa is having issues with her with her shoelaces and her uh, and, and on uh, her sneakers. They just can't seem to 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 stay laced. And it all comes to an end when um, when finally uh, Naomi does take um, Alexa's shoes off, uh, hits the rear view on Alexa, split split legged moonsault, and that's that. Um. I don't know. This match didn't do much for me outside of the story, but I'm, it's good that Naomi got a win, Jeff. Oh, the match stunk. <laughs> um, other than the end, I mean, just the story of it was just preposterous in, in so many ways. Uh, calling my shot here, I'm starting to think both Baron Corbin and Alexa Bliss win Money in the Bank, but that's me. Jeff, your thoughts? No, he's Alex. Yeah. Uh, Alex, your thoughts, but Jeff, yeah, okay. My my, <laughs> my 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 thoughts are this is this is you know this is a match where we're this is why it would be really nice to have uh, qualifying matches. It's harder with the women. I understand there are a lot fewer of them, but if we had Dana Brooke beat Ruby Riot <laughs> in a match on Raw tonight, I would go, "Wow, Dana Brooke deserves to be in this match," but also. Whatever we're going to – next week, we're going to see probably Natty versus Dana. 
And the week after that, we'll see Alexa versus Natty or Naomi versus Dana, or, hey, look at that, a tag match. Wow. Because the problem is, is that you could you could have meaningful matches that set up your big gimmick match for the pay-per-view in three weeks. You could have those matches that set them up, or you could set it all up with a stupid talkie segment where they're all just being catted to one another. And, like, I, I need to go back and, and re-watch the segment to find out exactly how many times... Uh, they say the word opportunity. I believe the number is like 11 billion, but I, like that's what it felt like to me 11, 12 billion. But I don't wait, they don't even talk about it. Do it, have them fight each other for those spots or do something because, because putting them all in the match and then like trying to program around how you we already know what's happening three weeks from now for three weeks. Ah, uh, God, it's going to be interminable. We have uh, Rey Mysterio cutting a promo backstage with uh, the giant Dominic. He's saying that it's not easy. And I thought it was funny because he says it's not it's not easy being his size in the land of giants. And I'm sort of wondering if he's talking about WWE or home. Quickly, but that leads us into another segment with uh, with Becky Lynch, who comes to the ring. Uh, basically where she's being asked, you know, why Becky, why would you defend both titles on the same night? And she's, why would you be so impulsive? She says, she says, there's nothing impulsive about it. A year ago, nobody, nobody thought that she'd be headlining WrestleMania. And she did. And a month ago or two months ago, no one thought Ronda Ronda Rousey would be undefeated. And that's what she did. So there's no way she's going to hold a division hostage, even if it puts her as a, at a disadvantage. So she's defending both belts. For both divisions, because that's just who she is. She doesn't. Uh, she didn't make any history by dodging anybody. She did it by beating everybody. Then she starts talking about Lacey Evans, that plank she calls her. She made a mistake punching someone who likes being punched, and they replay the uh, the big right hand from last week. And Becky calls Lacey Evans out, who does come out, cuts a promo. And then they go after each other. A pull-apart brawl. I, I got to say, uh, I got to tell you, Jeff, I find that uh, Becky Lynch, she really shines in these brawl situations. She looks, she looks good. She, looks, she feels in her element. Uh, you know, they could cut down on all the extensive storylining and the, and the promos that they have her do and just have her just come out of any, nowhere and beat up on people all the time. I kind of liked this segment. I thought it was fun. Uh, I thought it was the best segment on the show, personally. Um, I agree with you with Becky and her wordy promos, and they make her talk way, way too much because she started gets into actress Becky, which, which is never good. Um, one aspect of Becky's promos that I think she needs to eliminate, she needs to eliminate the... Uh, the Lacey Evans is backstage doing sexual favors from with management. This is the second week in a row. It's mm-hmm. it's it's bad form. Um, it gets the wrong kind of heat, and it doesn't need it because, oddly enough, Lacey Evans looks very competent fighting, probably because of her military background. Uh, her gear is ridiculous, <laughs> especially with the guards. But um, but the actual physicalness of the fight itself was damn enjoyable, especially after they both broke free and it looked like Lacey almost, if she didn't really clock her, 
there on, on the next go round. Um, I'm a little higher on Lacey Evans than most, um, but I see her more as a very marketable baby face for the WWE because she checks a number of boxes, especially with their pro military sponsorship and USO tours. Um, so I am rooting for, for her to have a nice little match here on money in the bank. Alex chime in um, on this. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's typical Becky stuff. And you're right. The, the stuff when she talks about her backstage, is we don't need that. It's just, it's not, not necessary, but also not necessary is the, is just, Lacey Evans doing like, oh, I can I can smell your Irish pamper from here. <laughs> like the next thing she's gonna be is like, aren't you aren't you drunk like all them Irishmen? Like the thing is, we we can't ever have Lacey have a feud with Naomi. We just can't. Oh God, she's, no! Like it's just it's just not we we can't do it. It's just not not allowed. Also, you're right about her gear. Tonight she looked like she was wearing a sexy Donald Duck costume. It just doesn't work. I, I don't like it. It's not okay. I think she's good in the ring, and I honestly do like her promos. I think she speaks very well. I just don't like that she goes to the whole, I'm going to do a stereotype about you. Okay, fine, whatever. Okay, we don't need those things, and we also don't need Becky doing that. But, yes, the match um, the match could be good. Um, I think it's going to be a good way to – to get uh, Lacey, you know, out there uh, and, you know, give her a good first feud. I don't, I don't think she'll be victorious. Um, I, 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 w- I would not be surprised to see Becky um, win, um, win the match versus Lacey, lose the match versus Charlotte, and then have somebody from Raw mm-hmm. cash in on her and take and leave Becky with nothing. Um, but. It, you know, but but also have a victory on the same show. There's a lot yeah. of we'll talk about that because guess what? We got three weeks. They had a pull apart brawl between Lacey and Becky three weeks out. Like I, I honestly like it, because because we know that they're writing these scripts right up until showtime. I feel like they're going like, well, we know what we should do for the last week of the show, so let's just write that now. We'll figure out what to do in the next two weeks. We're gonna have a contract signing. Um. <laughs> I, I say keep them apart all three weeks. I, let them I, cut I, promos I, on each other. Let them cut promos on each other and build this thing, man. Yeah, me too. But I, I just, I, I don't know. Well, we're gonna see what we're, we're definitely gonna see what happens because they are going towards this match. They do have some time. We'll see. Look, maybe, maybe, maybe Jeff's, uh, maybe Jeff's high feelings about Lacey Evans will 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 be justified. We'll see what happens. But in the meantime, what's that? Nothing. Go on. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) In the meantime, uh, in the meantime, we have the revival challenging Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins for the Raw Tag Team titles. Um, This was, again, more of a story, uh, more of a more of a story than an actual than an actual match. Uh, There's some back and forth that's uh, to begin with between. uh, Hawkins and and Dash Wilder. Um, uh, Hawkins actually drop kicks Dash early on, covers him just for one. Uh, but the revival get uh, in control of uh, of Zach uh, Dawson. Starts pum- pummeling him. He hits a uh, uh, belly to back suplex. Um, 
there's uh, they do a nice uh, a nice little double team where Dash drop to hole Zy- uh, Ryder Zach Ryder and Dawson drops an elbow who covers Ryder for two. We have some shave your back chance during this uh, match, so I guess I guess what they wanted to do here, uh, Alex, has been achieved. We see the revival. We think of back hair. Listen. If there's one person that we know for a fact doesn't need to shave his back, it's Scott Dawson, who just had his back shaved. <laughs> Channing's shave your back at Scott Dawson doesn't make a lot of sense. You can say, you got your back shaved. But you can't say shave your back because we know he already did it. This is, again, it's stupid. This is, this is I, I know Vince was backstage cackling with glee. This is stupid. It's going to continue forever. The, the 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 revival will, will not be able to get over this. I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see him go. You know, I don't need it. I, I could probably get almost as much money somewhere else, hypothetically. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him like, nah, I don't need it anymore. Dawson three sixteen says, "I just shaved your back." <laughs> oh, don't give him any ideas, <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, I I'm just I wish they'd give Hawkins and Ryder some opponents, not necessarily on the main roster again local talent's always good for this where you could actually show that they can be competent and actually win without just kind of slipping on a banana peel um the um the match comes to an end when a uh, suplex is reversed into a nice neck breaker by zach Ryder, who gets uh who gets the tag into hawkins um but uh dawson actually dawson sorry about that dawson keeps Ryder from tagging in and it's a flash roll-up by Ryder that actually gets the win. So, again, the roll-up is the Achilles heel to the revival. Um, Jeff, would you have any final th- thoughts on this match? Our, our tag team that we're um, plugging as technical wizards can't avoid a roll-up. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up quite well. Uh, we had another uh, promo, another promo, what am I talking about? Another segment, another Fireflies Funhouse. Bray Wyatt now that today was, he was painting. He was painting a nice picture because it, it's a way for him to express his suppressed feelings. We get, we even have, we're even introduced to a new puppet. We're ta- rambling rabbit says, sup Bray, what you doing? You painting, bro? I don't remember exactly, but it was something like that. Uh, <laughs> and the painting, Alex, was a uh, was a painting of uh, of a burning house, perhaps a Wyatt compound. But there was someone inside mm-hmm. burning up. Mm-hmm. And the word of the day, let's not forget, <laughs> is sociopath. Yeah. Um, this is, delight- and I mean, I'm just, and I'm tossing it to you, Alex. There's no link Mm-mm. to what I'm saying here. Like they completely unrelated. The fact that no. the word of the day is sociopath. Right. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, uh, this is delightfully nuts. Um, I, I, it's, it's crazy. I don't know that it has any through line, uh, yet. Um, I, I, I trust Bray to, to try and figure out ways of nudging this into some kind of continuity, um uh the 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 puppets are all crazily different which is interesting like like the the abby the witch is absolutely a ventriloquist doll uh mercy the buzzard is just a hand puppet and then 
uh, Ramblin' Rabbit is like something out of Mister Rogers, with like like where where the the pinky and the thumb operate the arms. It's totally whacked. Like this is a window into his madness. Like this is I'm I'm totally interested in seeing where this goes. Um, I, I it's it's different. It's not the same thing. We've been we've been sh- shown Bray Wyatt rambling about how he's a god in the back with the smoky smoke. And he, he blows out the lantern that doesn't actually have a flame in it. And then he comes down and he, and he loses a match because he's a god. And you know what gods do? They lose matches. All of that's gone, and this is something new. Something new is always better than something that's the same. If the same stuff was bad. This is new. I, I'm, in just, I'm interested in seeing where it's going. Right now, it's just it's bonkers in a really good way. Last week I opined that this might be a rib of some kind akin to how they did vignettes of Brodus Clay as a killer and then introduced him as the Funkosaurus. Yeah. Uh week number 2 of this, I'm now all in. <laughs> I I am I am hoping that this gets even creepier and darker. If Bray Wyatt kills a child in his subconscious, <laughs> this will be the greatest angle of all time. Um I'm hoping that this is just I tried to change and now I'm going slowly and slowly mad. I thought the burning house as the painting, I was like, yes, there we go. Um, It looks like also that rabbit is just, it's like a rabbit head on top of a different kind of puppet. I don't know. I don't know if anybody caught that either. I'm expecting a reveal. I'm hoping the puppets are driving him mad. (laughs) I'm I'm hoping I, I, I just want more and more of a downward spiral into nuttiness and then to reintroduce this man as an actual agent of chaos because they love doing the chaos angle and that he actually becomes that as opposed to just some spouting gibberish weirdo. Um, I became, I only hope that this doesn't turn into a Rocco situation with the Legion of doom kind of thing. Yeah. That's all I'm hoping for. I hope the toys are left in the toy chest when it's time to get down to the ring. Uh, Sami Zayn cut a promo. Going to uh, scoot over this one. I'm not going to go too much into, into details because it's well, it's essentially a lot of rehashing of uh, what he's been saying over the past couple of weeks. And I'm, uh, Jeff, I'm a big Sami Zayn guy. I love him. And it's not just because uh, he lives in Montreal and I'm from French Canada as well. Uh, mm. But... He, um, his, his delivery is fantastic. He's a, he's extremely charismatic, but, uh, we're treading water here. Don't you think? I love Sammy. I love the delivery. I think he's basically cutting a promo as Vince McMahon doing this. That's, yeah. that's, that's how I view. I, I, I can't watch say. this without, I can't watch this without thinking these are Vince McMahon's words to the fandom, to people like myself and Alex and Warren who take this stuff way too seriously. Like, why would you think Ricochet doesn't belong in the Money in the Bank match? Um, Yeah, it's just TV. Yeah, it's just TV, even though though we want, and we legitimately thought we could get an Emmy nomination for writing last year. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, and and it's a bit, you know, and I'm watching it, listening, and you can hear, you can hear some of Vince's verbal and vocal inflections within the text of it all. Sammy does a brilliant job, but at the same time, I'm just like, here's our meta commentary on why you shouldn't take this stuff seriously. And it's your fault that, that people hate us. And I'm just just like, well, okay, I'll take it. 
Alex? Yeah, no, this is uh, exactly. It's it's uh, so it's at least if it's not Vince specifically, it's somebody in the back writing for Vince so that he will like it, so that he will green light it, so that Sammy can say it. It just feels really, you know, like shut up, you marks. You you want you don't know what you want. We know what you want. And again, I'm I'm gonna go go out and say like less than six months ago they came out and cut this big promo about how you're the authority now. We do whatever you want. And then then later they have this person who's it feels like is just Vince McMahon Vince McMahon's id just just talking about how the fans are stupid and they're gonna get what I give them. Um, it just it, it it feels like a a, a rant of some kind by Vince uh, spoken by Sammy, who again is the sweetest dude, and sh- shouldn't be made to be the guy who's this this messenger. Um, but yeah, we'll see we'll see where this goes. But right now, you're right, Warren. It seems to be covering much of the same ground as as promos before. Our final match of the evening was Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio in a non-title affair. Samoa Joe cuts a promo at first uh, talking about Dominic, saying, your son uh, your son tells you that he loves you, Ray, but when I look at your boy, I see a son who is ashamed, ashamed at how quickly I put you to sleep at WrestleMania. You, uh, you should have got Dominic a mask to hide his shame in public. So, of course, Rey Mysterio is all business when he hits the ring. But um, Joe immediately goes after him, starts smashing him down, tosses him to the floor. Joe goes for a dive, but Ray quickly rolls back into the ring and kicks Joe back down to the floor. He, he goes, uh, he being Ray Mysterio, goes for his boogie board dive, but Joe gets his knees up. We're back from commercial, uh, and uh, Ray Mysterio is fighting, fighting back. He's kicking Joe. But he runs into a really, really fast and snippety, snappy spinning power slam. Um, he go, uh, Rey Mysterio a little later on goes for a lion salt. He gets caught by Joe, but uh, he reverses it. He being Rey, of course, reverses it into a DDT. There's a 619 into Samoa Joe's midsection that leads into a messy Rana off the top rope. But finally, the 619, the 619, excuse me, is blocked. There's a urinary that follows, but Ray sort of stacks Joe, rolls him up. The referee's kind of slow on the positioning for the count, but uh, Ray gets a win on Samoa Joe here. And he goes back up the ramp to celebrate with Dominic, who puts his dad on his shoulders, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> um. Any, uh, the, I mean, again, quick match, uh, a little sloppy, and I think the ending wasn't well served here. Alex uh, was, uh, I, I think it was supposed to be a, maybe a little, a little tighter than what we saw here. Yeah, uh, this is all. It did, did feel kind of sloppy. It's a, it's a weird thing. Like I, I, I again, I, I, I was much more excited about a Samoa Joe and Braun feud. That was a different thing for Samoa Joe. Um, than, than what he has been doing, which is just, you know, murdering smaller men. Um, but now he's up against uh, a small man who has a giant son. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming because Samoa Joe loves screwing people's families that he's going to kidnap uh, Dominic and, you know, try and, I don't know, chop his legs off so he's the same height as his own man. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's a weird deal. Like, I'm not sure where this is going. Like, it's a weird thing that, like, 
you brought Samoa Joe over to to Raw, and you brought Mysterio over to Raw so they could have their SmackDown feud on Raw. Like that's not how the superstar shakeup should work, in my opinion. Jeff, it, it, it's like we decided that WrestleMania wasn't canon, even though we're going to mention it. Because we were building up that Dominic being there for the match versus Joe and Ray. Uh, it looked like this ending, I thought, got messed up. I think Joe was probably supposed to have like an arm or something underneath the rope so they could say it really wasn't supposed to be a pin. Um, and it just feels like they're just going to do the angle over again. That I mean, and it, I'm like, yeah, but I just saw him lose in a minute and a half. Why do I need this right now? So we're going to get this for three or four more weeks and probably at Money in the Bank, and then Dominic will turn on Ray. Yeah, that, that's that, that's how I feel it's heading heading as well. There's a reason why they're bringing back Dominic into the into the situation. We couldn't get the the full Dominic payoff at WrestleMania with all that build. There's something there's something up here. Main event contract signing is how we end the show, where AJ Styles and uh, Universal Champion Seth Rollins trade barbs sitting comfortably across each other until at the end, while well, there's a lot of posturing going on, some belts get raised, and then AJ Styles throws a punch. He throws a punch on Seth Rollins, who of course fights back, tosses uh, AJ outside, dives onto him, Invites him to get back into the ring, which he does. AJ actually hits a phenomenal forearm right through the table that was used to sign the contracts. Um, Alex, I'm not a fan of not a fan of contract signings, especially main event contract signings. Gotta say, I like the phenomenal forearm spot through the table. I thought that was cool. It was a, a neat visual. Um, what are your thoughts here overall? Uh, I, I'm. I would be totally fine with this match, uh, with this with this segment being a segment. Maybe not the final segment, but a close and closer to the end segment of the go home show before Money in the Bank, because it gets you kind of hyped. You want to see these two guys go at it now. Now we got to keep them apart for the next three weeks, or are they going to have like be them? They'll be part of tag teams that that have fights, but like. Uh, I just don't. I don't know why you do this so early. Like, there's there's nowhere for them to go from here. I mean, then you have Seth Santal over AJ next time, and put AJ through a table with the, like it's just it's just re- repetitive, repetitive, repetitive tag team um, match where they can't get along. Right, exactly. What stuff like that is just whatever. I mean, I'm I'm I guess I was fine with the whole somebody's got to be a heel. You got in this match, so you have AJ be that guy. Hey, now the Good Brothers. Are on Raw? Maybe the maybe the club gets reformed. I I don't know, but but it, it's just it feels really far out before the pay per view to do it to do this kind of segment now. Also, I'm 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 calling a moratorium. No one ever gets to say, "Hey man, I never wanted to be the next blank. I wanted to be the first blank." That is done. I'm done with that. It's it's it lost all meaning. Like I don't I don't care about it anymore. It's whatever. Also, AJ, we understand your catchphrase is phenomenal. You don't have to work in, man. You might be this, <laughs> but you're not phenomenal. Like it feels like you're some, from like a Saved by the Bell character or something. It just doesn't. I don't know. Um, we, we have we have two talents that are at the top of their profession, 
acting like they're hurt schoolgirls for some reason. Whenever somebody makes up, I would just have these two sit there, kind of say, you know what, I respect you, and then make a little passive-aggressive statement, sign the contract, and then continue to build the tension. Right. As opposed to, well, we need a good guy and a bad guy here. And then they've been bringing back the past two weeks this terrible Vince McMahon trope that AJ Styles is the bulldog. Yeah. And I'm tired of that. Oh, look at me. I'm a small dog and I bite fierce. And, you know, I, I just I just want two competent guys at the top of their game just saying, look, I'm good. I'm going to beat you. And and that's enough for me to build a feud. I don't well, need every contract signing being flip over the table and then hit the guy. Mm-hmm. I just don't. They could easily build the feud between Revival and the Usos saying, hey, we're the top guys. No, we're the top guys. All right. Prove it. Yeah. And that, that's enough to get to get people at the top of their game who you already know are good to have them have a match. You don't have to have, you know, spying and people in the bathroom or, you know, um, you know, guy throwing a sucker punch. Like it, you could just actually have feuds and have them start somewhere and build like yeah. start as respect. But during the course of a match, some guy takes a shortcut and the other guy takes a section to that. And then he throws throws a, throws a, a punch that's a little too too much of a potato. And then all of a sudden, these guys now hate each other when they went into the match, like begrudgingly respecting each other. You could actually, especially if you're going to take this long to build it, you have three weeks. Build it that way. Don't do the whole thing right now, and then do a variation of that same thing next week, and a variation of the same thing the week after that. Alex, Sammy Zane thinks you're complaining too much. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I am. I, I do. I want... Guys, we're going to... I want things, and I want them now. Same. <laughs> we're going to wrap uh, We're gonna wrap this one up. This was a... It was an episode of Raw. It was... Uh, there. There's stuff that happened. I don't think we're going to... It's going to be all that, that memorable going down the line, but they are setting some stuff up really early, heading into the pay-per-view. We'll see how it goes. Jeff, why don't you tell the good folks what you got going on this week? Where where can we find you and all that good stuff? Well, in between staring longingly at the Money in the Bank briefcase, you can follow me at Crap Game 13 on Twitter. You can follow my other show at Shake Them Ropes. Be going over this and SmackDown this week, and then on our later show, um, go over NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. You can find that on all your podcatchers at Shake Them Ropes. Alex, what about you? What have you got going on? Well, I'll be back here uh, tomorrow night uh, with Sean Rossap uh, to do our post-Smackdown, where I'm assuming they'll just introduce everybody who's going to be in the Smackdown <laughs> side of the Money in the Bank, and then they'll have a tag match or somebody. Do they, why don't we give a preview of Money in the Bank right now? And then, you know, stuff like that will happen. So, you know, and may, maybe maybe they'll have Becky Lynch come out and cut a promo on Charlotte, and then they'll have a stare down or a pull-apart brawl. Pray for Bailey. Pray for Bailey, guys. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Mr. Warren Hayes. And I want to thank you all for, for joining us today. Remember to subscribe if you're not already subscribed to the Fightful channel. Follow us on Twitter as well. And check out Fightful Select. It's also a great way to support Fightful. Thank you all very much. And we'll see you next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.